absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. Uh, awesome episode tonight. Brand new clothing company, Gas House Golf. Uh, love the name. Love the people involved with it. We've got Rich from Gas House Golf on the pod tonight. Rich, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Dan? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. So checking out your stuff on Instagram, on the on the internet, you know, through the website. I mean, you you guys are are kind of pushing the boundaries now of what golf fashion is. And like me personally, like I love that. The designs are are kind of out there. Um, Thank you're you. right up my alley. I got I got people on the front page with with tattoos, but they're still dressed to the nines as far as golf wear goes. What what's the inspiration behind Gas House Golf? Uh, absolutely. So Gas House Golf off came to me and and you know a lot of people don't know this i still work um my regular eight to five job I actually work as a financial analyst for a, a large corporate manufacturing company um and you know I, I was coming home from work one day and a lot of things that i've done in my life have kind of just smacked me in the face things that i didn't really think about they kind of just hit me like a, a ton of bricks and uh, i was sitting on my couch one night and when i was in college all of my buddies and i we used to always have this very interesting, you know, vocabulary. You know, we'd meet new girls, we'd meet new friends, and people would always say, We can barely understand what you guys are saying. Because to us, we used to always say, Oh, you know, we're not gonna go out and get drinks tonight. We're gonna we're gonna go get boosted or we're gonna get lifted or hoisted or, or we're gonna gas this up, whatever it may be. And um I was sitting on my couch and I literally said to myself, I was thinking about golf like I do every day, because I'm I'm an absolute uh, golf nut. And I literally said, gas house golf and i go that's a phenomenal name i I really like that i go maybe i can do something with that name and um i was kind of just sitting there trying to figure out what to do with that name and i had started to have these flutter of ideas of kind of like rowdy you know unapologetic golf clothing and designs that you know is really here to change the status quo so I kind of I got pen and paper that same night and I started just drawing what what came what was coming to my mind and by any means anyone that knows me I am I can barely draw a stick figure on pen and paper I'm the worst <laughs> artist of all time I have no creativity um I remember in college I used to have girls do projects hey can you help draw this thing for me write this out whatever it could be because I do not have a creative mindset um but I just put pen to paper and the first design that I came up with was our bombs away and that's the the white and black shirt where there's a few bombs that are kind of like exploding or look like they're ready to explode and that was kind of like our flag ha- uh, flagship shirt so I started just drawing down some stuff and drawing down down ideas and I thought, you know, let's do something that's different in the game of golf. Golf is very archaic in the sense that a lot of things don't change very quickly. And I was kind of tired of wearing the same old striped polos that are lined in my closet. And I said, well, why is nobody else doing something like this? And I found a few other companies that were, you know, in the parameters of what I was doing. And I said, well, this is such a niche market. Why not get on the bandwagon and uh, and try to mix it up a little bit? And and, and really attract new people to the game of golf and, and change the status quo. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my mind right away when I look at this stuff or when I first kind of, you know, found the brand and you and I started interacting on Instagram yeah. was you always tried to 
related to something that you know, something that's familiar. And, uh, you know, for me, I kept looking at it. I'm going, you know, like there's nothing out there that really looks like their logos. I mean, I guess you might say as a stretch, someone that kind of really doesn't know golf, you might say, well, it might look like loudmouth golf clothing. But then you look at it and you see the intricate designs. You see, you can tell that time was put into it. Um, you know, to me, loudmouth is is garish. I wouldn't wear it on the course, mm-hmm. but the gas house stuff is, uh, you know, I'd still consider it over the top, but over the top and wearable, if that makes sense. A lot of the shirts, and I've heard the loudmouth comparison before, uh, but you know, you made a you made a great point there with some of the intricacies of the shirts. I, I've kind of always joked around that they're loud and they're crazy, but they're not you know, a kitten smoking a cigar on a surfboard crazy. Like nothing like yes, this. It's so exactly. out of the ordinary that you're like, what the heck is that? Um, for example, one of my favorite shirts that, I mean, I, all the shirts are my favorite, but you know, one of the ones I love the most is the single and ready to flamingo. And people don't realize that the, the little flamingos are wearing like Ray-Ban sunglasses or Ray-Ban inspired sunglasses. And they all have a golf club in their hand or the American flag shirt. Um, not only is it the current American flag, but the 1776 flag is on there too. So there's little nuances of each of each shirt that uh, once you kind of take a look at them and realize what's going on, it's not just like somebody threw up a bunch of crazy colors on a on a shirt and said, "Here, have at it." There's there's actual there's a method to the madness per se. <laughs> yeah, and like the cool thing is, you know, if you were someone that was really over the top, uh, there's some something in your collection that they could latch onto. If you're someone that's a little bit more low key, like you said, the the party like it's 1776 shirt, like that could fit them perfectly. And then even like I even envision like an older retiree wearing the Palms on Par or the Pineapples Paradise one because that's not that far away from your kind of traditional, um, maybe brighter country club style shirt. So I mean, you've got stuff in your collection for literally everybody, every type of style, and every age group as well. That's that. That's really what I, I was going for, uh, and I, I think you're right. I think whatever, if you like really rowdy and crazy, you know, we can cover that for you. But if you want something that's a little bit more subtle, like you said, the Pineapple Paradise, um, and you know, some of the other shirts, they can they can play to that way. They can play to that style too. So I really wanted to try to cover as much of the spectrum as, as I could. Um, so. I was just really excited to to get the company going and to to put the pen to paper here. And, you know, I had a couple of different graphic designers that I worked with and I would try to draw things as, as best as I could, as I alluded to in my, my, my horrible stick figures. Um, and then I would, you know, take some pictures from the Internet. and I would say, hey, look, I'm trying to do this like this, but look at my horrible drawing. What do you think you could bring to life? And I was really lucky to find a phenomenal graphic designer who helped me. And, and she uh, actually has done uh, nine of these 10 shirts were, were came from her. Um, and, and we went through them and she would send me back some great artwork and great designs. And, you know, what do you think about this, Rich? Do you like this? And I'd be like, ah, you know, I like this part of it, but I don't like this. And then I'd send her another photo and we'd play back and forth with it. And, uh, and there was plenty of designs that I left in the, uh, that I left in the back pocket that we're not going to use as well. That, and I actually had some printed that, on paper, they looked so great. I thought they were going to be awesome. And then I got I got them, you know, manufactured and made and samples done. I go, oh, my God, that looks absolutely horrible. Get the thing out of here. So after you come up, like after you find this graphic designer and you've got someone you can trust and, and someone that can really take your ideas and translate them onto apparel, what what's the next step? I mean, like how do you go about 
getting these produced and how do you go about choosing, you know, kind of uh, cut and fit and, and the way buttons are placed on it, like how big the placards are. I mean, like, how does that process work? I guess kind of work me and, and our listeners as newbies to this work us through that entire process. Yeah. Happy to do so. Um, so I don't come from a retail background. I have a degree in finance and marketing. So, so retail, and, and clothing, uh, you know, I, I had no 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 real background or or knowledge about. So I I kind of you know I work with a graphic designer. I get the LLC. You know, I'm getting the bank account started, doing all the things to kind of get a business lined up. And I start to look at manufacturers. Um, I'm looking at ones domestic and overseas. And the big thing with the type of shirts that we have is there's pretty much two ways you can have sh- clothing made with designs on them. You can have them screen printed like, you know, the, you know, you go to your local t-shirt shop in town, you say, Hey, I want to get blah, blahs, you know, golf or whatever it might be on it. And they screen print it over top. But then there's also a process called sublimation. And luckily for me, I, I had a really good friend who was a fraternity brother in college and he started his own bow tie company and he's been extremely successful and we were close throughout college and I kind of pitched him the the gas house golf idea and I said hey Brandon what what should I do where, where do I start what did you do well what should I focus on not focus on and and I talked about this idea and that's when he introduced me to hey you need to have sublimation printing done and what sublimation is is the transfer of ink to a extremely hot gaseous state and then from a gas, it gets, I guess, recooled essentially back down into like an ink form on the shirt. So that's why the shirts that you have and all the big companies do it, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, everybody else. Um, that's when you have a design that when you you can wash it a million times, like, you know, the, the break in 90 shirt. That's our 90s themed red polo. You can wash that shirt a hundred million times and, and the, the colors aren't going to fade. Nothing's going to bleed out of it because of sublimation. And you can find um, – ink jet you know t-shirt companies on every corner of every city in america but places that can sublimate clothing is overseas it's more common um you know southeast asia you'll see stuff down in south america as well but here in the united states i i was really not finding that many places that did sublimation um and i actually I, the one i did find was in the south carolina area they're up in spartanburg and i i met with them and i was looking local first to do gas house golf because you know made in the usa is so great but uh gas house golf is a a small family run company it's it's me and my father that's it and you know we're we're really blue collar people in the sense my dad was a police officer for over 20 years and and uh you know none of my parents have a have a college degree so we're you know blue collar hard-working family so i didn't have deep deep pockets of hey you know richard here's a here's a hundred thousand dollars go and run away with this project or this dream of yours so I was like, okay, I've got X amount of capital. You know, I pulled money out of my savings, and uh, and my father helped me as well. So that's when I started to look overseas for manufacturing, and and like so many other people do. And and I had some friends talking to me. They said, hey, Rich, if Nike and Apple are making stuff in Asia, you know, don't feel bad about going over to Asia. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it's more, it's inexpensive to do that, and you know, to go over there. The labor market's a little bit cheaper to work with um, because some of the sublimation that I found here in America was five, six, seven times the the price. So wow. I, I, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And, and when I was getting quotes back from some companies, I go, the amount 
of shirts I'm going to be able to make is very small. And, you know, I wanted to have a, a, a decent amount of inventory on hand so I could meet, meet demand itself and, and push these shirts and not say, oh, I only have 20 of them. So wait till I make another batch. Um, so that's why we went overseas to, uh, to do some manufacturing. And I really went online and kind of just Googled, you know, where to find manufacturers, you know, Cambodia, Sri Lanka, China, um, you know, wherever it may be. And uh, a friend of mine, who had their own clothing company said, Hey Rich, have you ever been on Alibaba? And I go, what's Alibaba? I go, is that like AliExpress, like the website where you get the cheap, you know, knockoff, you know, uh, uh, basketball jerseys like we did in college. <laughs> he goes, well, he goes, it's, it's a, it's a business to business platform where manufacturers can link up with, um, with retailers and, and people that want to start companies and, and you can, you know, request samples and there's, there's companies on there. If you want to start something that if you want, want to start a microwave company or a dishwasher company there's probably a company on there that says hey we make dishwashers we'll put your name on them go and sell these dishwashers type of thing so there's really anyone and anyone and everyone can find someone on, on alibaba and uh i you know courted maybe seven or eight different manufacturers had all sorts of samples made um and i essentially found the one that i felt was doing what i wanted the most i I took a bunch of golf polos from all the big brands that we think of, you know, the Nikes, the the Under Armors, to the Travis Matthews and the Peter Millars and even the Greg Normans. And I essentially got all of my buddies and a lot of friends together and I had everybody I, I covered all the logos and I had them feel every material of every shirt. And I'm not gonna say what shirt they found there to be their favorite, but uh it was a surprising one out of all of them. And they go, Rich, this one's my favorite. And out of, you know, 20 or 30 people that did it, you know, almost every single agreed that they like this one company shirts material the most. And that's when I went back to the manufacturers and I said, Hey, I love this, the feel of this shirt. It's not overly stretchy. It's got a, you know, a good moisture wicking feel to it. What can you do for me? And how can you kind of bring this to light? And I kind of let, it was almost like The Bachelor in the sense of I was letting them all try to win me over with who could make me the best shirt between the art and the samples and the material. And then the one that I liked the most, I, I chose. And that's how we got the process rolling on that. And, uh, and then I have a different hat manufacturer as well. But that was easier. Hats are easy. Shirts are a different story. Yeah, shirts seem like, I mean, just everything you've gone through, just like a completely complicated mishmash of of different thoughts and ideas and and production methods and stuff like you said hats are you know you get a snapback you get a mesh you get a flat brim you get a relaxed fit it's kind of really all there is to it you know yep one two three four that's it when it's shirts there's cuts and styles and do you want things that are a little more big a little more form fitting you know the sleeve length how many buttons um i remember the first meeting that i went to with that manufacturer who was actually in in south carolina in spartanburg like i mentioned um it was the most eye-opening experience that I had had because they were asking me questions about the shirts that I didn't even know were questions about shirts. I mean, to me, it was, okay, put three buttons on a shirt. Uh, I want it athletic fit and vents on the side. But they were asking me things that were – it was almost like a foreign language. And I was like, I really have to get my – stuff together because i have no idea what i'm what i'm dealing with so i took everything that i didn't know and that i learned from that conversation and i figured it all out and i spent a lot of nights googling things so when i went into my next round of conversations i at least looked at or sounded like i knew what i was talking about 
So if if someone were to ask you, you know, kind of like, how do your shirts fit? You know, because like me, for instance, I'm extremely particular in in how a shirt fits. I, I can't stand the, that old school country club uh, sleeve that goes down past my elbow. You know, like I just I need like it has to be mid bicep. I like it to to be super tight, but I also need it to be flexible. You know, yeah. um, how how much of of what you like and the way that you wear your clothing goes into the gas house golf line and how the shirts are are cut and produced. Absolutely. And that's probably one of the most difficult things when it comes to doing a clothing line. And and that even goes into obviously the designs too, because you know, my favorite design or something that I think is awesome, everybody else could say that's the worst design in the world. And then there's, you know, out of all the 10 designs, I like them all, but I have my own personal ranking from one to ten. And and a lot of times the one that I think is my number 10, uh, a lot of people go, Rich, that's the best shirt you have. So everybody has their own way that they like things, their own style, their cut, their fit, whatever it may be. Um, and when it came to how I feel in golf polos, I felt that the the common denominator between so many guys um, that I play golf with is, you know, when you get up on the first tee box, what does everybody do? They always have to hike their sl- sleeves up because the sleeves are super long. They're down past your elbows like you like you just mentioned. And I said, let's get something that is a little more athletic fit. But if, if you have an extra four, five, six, 12 beers on the course, whatever it is, and you're, you know, your beer gut show just a little bit, you know, it's not going to accept you because, you know, we all like to go out there, have a couple crispy boys, you know, cut loose a little bit. Um, and I found that a lot of golf polos were too stretchy and the stretchier things are the more spandex in them the more they almost accentuate your gut and uh and unlike unless you look like cristiano ronaldo i do not i do not have the six-pack that he has so i uh a a gut can definitely come into play after after a couple beers um and i knew that most people do not have that uh cristiano ronaldo six-pack look so i said let's make something comfortable that fits well is some athletic cut to it, but at the end of the day, if you finish that whole that case of uh, Paps Blue Ribbon or Coors Light with your buddy, you're not going to feel horrible about it in the clothing. So I wanted some sleeves that were, um, you know, a little bit shorter, mid bicep, um, you know, a good good amount of stretch in the material, but not overly stretchy, and uh, and something a lot of people ask, like you said, what is the most comparable size guide wise? Or I always. To tell people that the Greg Norman play dry shirts are probably the most comparable um, size wise and how they'll fit you. So if you wear a size medium in the Greg Norman play dries, you're going to wear a medium in ours. I would say tailor and fit wise, those are going to be the closest. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so moving on to, you know, kind of like the future of gas house and, and, and down the line, you've got your 10 polos, right? So those are like the stock uh, base polos that you've got. You've got uh, the hat that's available. You've got the the club covers, which are awesome as well. Yes, thank and you. I'll get I'll get into the logo in, in a second because I'm not going to look over that. The logo is just sick and <laughs> really catches people's attention. But what's down the line from now? What's what's four, five, six months down the line in terms of polos, um, other accessories, et cetera, et cetera, for Gas House Golf? Of course, I, you know I'm. A- always sometimes I have to reel myself in a little bit because it can be so easy to start thinking oh my god we're gonna do these extra shirts and these pullovers and quarter zips and this and this and this and next thing you know I'm 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 thinking of ways to put gas house golf on my car with you know (laughs) 
wraps <laughs> and stuff like that. So I can really let my mind run. I'm like, oh, I, I can put Gas House Golf on a on an Xbox 360. You know, I get crazy or an Xbox One, or whatever it is. I get crazy with that type of stuff. But what we've got coming up next is um, so there's another hat that we're going to do for Gas House Golf. We just have the gray uh, mesh snapback. We're going to do an all white hat that has black rope on the front, and it's going to have the Gas House GA. Each logo on the middle of the hat in black with like a black diamond around it. And um, it will not be mesh in the back. It'll be full, um, you know, full material. So none of that, none of the mesh. Uh, so it'll have the black rope, the black logo on it. And it'll be that really classic black and white rope hat that is so popular now. Um, and it'll have the, the gas house, the GH on it, which I think will be great. And then over the back of the, uh, of the, of the hat where the, um, the opening is where you can adjust the size. I'm either going to do the gas house in the custom font that we have, or I'm also thinking about having the gorilla embroidered on there as well. So I'm kind of going back and forth with that with our hat manufacturer now. And then I'm also really excited to get into women's clothing too. Um, I feel that the, I feel that women's golf clothing is super underrepresented. And I always laugh because I'm sure like you and so many of the listeners, we get that golf galaxy or Dick sporting goods, little eight page pamphlet every couple months. And, you know, out of those eight pages, seven and a half pages are all men's clothing and, and, you know, shirts and bags and clubs. And then on half a page, they slap all the women's stuff as tiny and as quick as they can on there. And, uh, I know a lot of female golfers that tell me, you know, Rich, I actually go into the tennis section and I get tennis clothing because we really don't like the women's golf clothing. And it's all kind of boring. It's the same old, you know, checkered pink or purple or maybe light green shirt and uh and i feel that women's golf clothing is, is very underrepresented and, and could use something loud and expressive because we live in, in such a social media heavy world where people want to take a picture be remembered have somebody stop scrolling and look at what they're do- doing and with women's golf there's really not clothing that can answer that question so I have um, the the plan for the women's line is to actually do uh, six shirts. Uh, three of them will be continuation designs from the men's line, and then there's three brand new women's only uh, designs as well. So all of the design work is actually done. Um, we're working on some of the sizing. Um, we're going to do sleeveless shirts for the women. That's what I've uh, found to be the most popular. Um, if you look at a lot of the LPGA Tour players, um, a lot of them you know, don't have sleeves on, on the shirt. So that is the, the next five, six months. And, and then looking forward more, um, I'd love to do some pullovers and see which out of our shirts you know, are the heavy hitters. Some that may be, hey, you know, that was a great design. Maybe we'll bring that back as a something down the line, but we're going to let that one go for now and bring in some new designs too. Yeah. I think the, the point that you made on the women's gear is super interesting because I know a lot of female golfers and a few LPGA pros that I have as friends that wear Mm -hmm. just athletic gear on the course and they'll wear like an athletic skirt with leggings underneath and they'll wear, you know, basically what amounts to a, a tank top you might see someone working out at in the gym and just kind of dress that up a little bit because it's functional, it's lightweight, it's easy yep. to move around in, and and it still passes for, quote unquote, you know, women's golf gear. Um, but as far as like women's only brands, I mean, the only one that comes to my mind would be Golf for Her and then Cutter and Buck that really have lines geared towards women. Yeah, it's 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 an area that is uh, that can definitely be 
I think needs to be worked on. And, and I hope that I can help fill that void a little bit um, because I, I've always said this. Women are more fashion forward than men are. Um, and with clothing like this, that's a little bit more loud, a little bit more uh, out there. I think that women you – know, you know, they're more social media heavy than, than men are for, for the most part, you know, they're, they're taking maybe some more pictures and, and, uh, and I think that the clothing will really help capture that. Hey, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing golf. I'm doing so well. I've got something loud on, like this is fun and, and easy to wear. And, and it can kind of bring that social media head turning Instagrammable type of clothing that's missing for women. And, and I'm really excited because women's golf has grown so much. I mean, especially within South Carolina. Carolina, I was reading statistics about the amount of uh, female golfers that are getting into the game now. And I said, well, you know what, let's make sure that they're represented and they've got fun clothing to wear because it's, it's not just about us. It's not just about the guys going out and, and having a, a crazy time and, uh, and, you know, chugging beers in the golf course and doing fun stuff. Like let's get the girls involved with that as well. Um, luckily I've got some really good friends of mine that are, that are female golfers and I love going out with them and, and, you know, drinking beers and having a good time. And, uh, and I, I want to get them in gas house golf, uh, gas house clothing too. So I'm just excited about, about that option opportunity to uh to get into the women's life yeah i mean that's that's the end goal right get everybody in in gas house golf gear um so with that being said you mentioned a little bit before you got to tell me the the gorilla logo story like how did that come about and if people don't know it looks it's like this giant silverback gorilla that is just destroying a golf club uh <laughs> you know perfectly symmetrical um Something that I looked at right away, I'm like, damn, like that would look incredible on a T-shirt. That looks great as a little icon on a pullover or something like that. How did that come about? So that gorilla gave me <laughs> – there's a lot of sleepless nights over that gorilla. I'm not going to lie. The original design that I thought of um, when I, I was drawing up Gas House was I actually wanted to have the gorilla – holding a golf bag over his head and almost like snapping in half or like crushing a beer can over his head, like that type of look, if you can envision it. And the bag would have had gas house golf on it. And, uh, and I was working with a graphic designer and we were going through so many rough drafts and rough draft 2.0s and 3.0s. And none of them were really coming into mind what I really had imagined. And it was one thing that, you know, at this point, by the time that the gorilla was finished, I think I had like seven or eight of the shirt designs fully done and like ready to print. Like the gorilla was really the, the hang up for a while. And um, I was actually at the beach visiting one of my mom's good friends has a uh, has a house down in just about 45 minutes south of Wilmington and Holden Beach. Um and I just got back from playing golf, almost got eaten by a crocodile. I'll get into that story later. And and I, I just got an email back from one of the graphic designers with the latest gorilla breaking the bag over his head. And I was sitting on the couch and I just go, this is not what I was looking for. Like, I really don't like where this is going. And this is taking way too long to get this uh, gorilla out there. And I finally just said, you know what? Why don't I just do a simple black and white minimalistic look? Let's get the gorilla who's a symbol of strength. You know, he's got a six pack and he's just holding two clubs in his hand and let's get the custom font underneath it. Um, because the motto of Gas House Golf is hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it. So it's kind of that in your face. We're not apologizing to anybody. Kind of like when Conor McGregor um, won his second title uh, the other year and he, and he was with Dana White and he says, I want to take this moment 
and apologize to absolutely no one. The double champ does whatever the F he wants. And that's <laughs> kind of the motto that Gas House Golf has. And that gorilla to me was that symbol of strength, that symbol of we're not being apologetic. We're here to stay. We're, we're going to be loud. We're going to be in your face. We're here to change the game. And if you don't like it, take a hike. If you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen type of thing. And, uh, and I thought of that silverback gorilla. He's got a six pack. He, he symbolizes strength. And, uh, and it's funny. Once I decided to do the minimalist design for the gorilla, we had the final design done within 48 hours. So something that I've been working on for about two months was done within two days. Once I changed it. (laughs) That's, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's classic. And I think it's something that as you tell that story kind of really resonates with the customers and kind of a you know mantra of the brand if you will mm-hmm. absolutely i couldn't agree more you know whenever i do videos and i'm talking to people about gas house golf i mean the tagline is always you know hit the ball mile look damn good doing it I, I just love that that everybody apologizes too much these days for things and you know let's not apologize about our golf where let's go out there let's drive every par four possible uh i was playing golf with with some of the buddies today and and one of the guys i was playing with he hits the ball i mean he hits it in outer space so for him it it actually made sense to not pull his driver out on a par four um you know he pulled out his uh his like three iron or 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 driving iron or whatever it was and and we were all laughing we're like that's not too gas house of you not to be uh not to be using your driver (laughs) he would sent it a mile over the green so it actually made sense not to drive it but that's always the joke with our buddies is if there's a par five that you're on and you even think about laying up, you better take that gas house hat off and throw it in the lake because I don't want you in it. It's all about, you, you got to go for it. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take and, uh, and gas house golf isn't going to let you lay up for, for anything. So if I see you in gas house golf clothing and you're laying up on that par four or you, you know, you're taking out that iron on the par five and you're saying, oh, you know, I'm not going to pull up the three wood. I don't feel like hitting it off the deck. Pull that thing, put it on the deck and, uh, and, and go for the gust because there's no reason not to. Yeah, otherwise you're getting the hat torn off, the shirt stripped off your back, you know, and you're walking around half naked for the rest of the round. That's it. That's it. You're yeah, you're gonna be in big trouble with me. So don't let me catch you on the course or doing anything uh uh you know, half assed or or not going for the for the whole thing. That's uh I love it. That's great. So so I, I know of Holden Beach. Uh we have a home in Brunswick County there. Um, you know, we, we travel to Wilmington often. Um how, how how do you how are you coming in contact that close of contact with a gator that you're almost getting eaten? So I go out to Holden Beach and we're the the weekend we were there. Oh my god, it was the rainiest four days I'd ever been at the beach. I, I think we went to the beach for a combined hour the whole time we were there. It was absolutely coming down. It was- it was like the episode of, or not the episode. It was like the scene of Forrest Gump when they were walking through the swamp and they're holding their you know, their guns <laughs> over their head and it's raining sideways. It literally was coming down like that. I was like, we're gonna have to build an ark like Noah did and and actually float all the way back to Greenville, South Carolina. I said, there's no way we drive back. So I had a, I of course, you know, me being a golf nut, you know, three or four days before I get down there, I book a tee time on on one of the on one of the apps. You know, I'm looking forward to playing golf, and and it was just myself and uh and the girl I was dating at the time, and my mother was coming down to meet us with the friends. Um, so I go, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy a good round of golf by myself. I'll go out there, you know, bring a case of beer, enjoy the day, and uh, it's raining bad, and it doesn't stop raining. And the next morning we wake up, I've got like a, like a 9.30 or 10 o'clock tea time. And, and I call up to the to the resort and it was Lockwood Folly is the name of the course. And I, great course, by the way. I go, are you guys open by any chance? I go, it just came down 
like in in sheets of rain, like in buckets. And they go, yeah, we're still open. Come on by. They go, you got the whole place to yourself. It's completely dead out here, but but come. And I go, well, okay, I get. I go, it's probably going to be a little bit a little bit muddy out there. Uh, we're going to get a little messy, but it'll be a fun round of golf. I was itching to play. I, I, I just got a new driver at the time, so I've really been wanting to get out there and, and test it out. So I go, screw it. Let's go out there and play. Worst comes to worst. I drive five minutes back. So I get out there and I go to the clubhouse and the lady work in the clubhouse. I go, Hey, it's, you know, there's nobody out there. Um, if you want to play golf with me, I don't know what your plans are, but you know, she may have been one of the assistant pros or maybe the head pro there. And I go, do you want to play? And she goes, I have to work the clubhouse. But one of the, the gentlemen who works the carts, he's a retired guy, maybe about 70, 75. She goes, he'll play with you. He's a real, real nice guy. So I go out there, I go, Hey, um, can't remember his name for the life of me right now. We'll call him Joe. I go, hey Joe, I just talked to you know uh, Susie in the clubhouse. She said you're good to go play. Um, you want to play play around a golf with me? And he goes, yeah, man, I'd love to play with you. We'll I'll take you to all the best holes, show you all the best spots. So we get to one of the holes. It was a par three, and there was a, a big marsh in front of the par three. And we you know we hit on the green, and I look back and I, I joke at him and I go man, how many golf balls do you think are in that marsh right there? And he goes, I don't want to find out. And I go, why do you say that, Joe? He goes, well, uh, we had a we pulled the 10 foot gator out of it about uh, two months ago. It ate some lady's dog. And I go, Holy crap. I go, so you guys do have a gator problem here. He goes, Oh yeah, they're big time. So, uh, we get a couple more holes, uh, holes down the track and we're on a par four and I'm in the middle of the fairway and I hit a ball and I'm right on the edge of the green. And Joe is right off the back of the green and there's like a little pond kind of where the on the left side of the green and he goes yeah rich there's normally a, an alligator that lurks on this hole right here and i go oh okay so we walk up and we don't see it and for some reason it just didn't catch his eye he's going his ball which is you know in the rough you know in the fringe area not too far off the green and he's walking dead towards this alligator and i, I yell at him i go joe do you mean that alligator right there and he almost <laughs> jumped back i mean he was within you know maybe two or three club lengths of the alligator and started to make that hissing noise um, that, 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 you know, I guess the alligator was pissed at us. And all I can remember is, you know, laying in bed at night watching like Nat Geo, Planet Earth, uh, David Attenborough, and them saying that alligators, if you ever have to run from them, you zigzag. You don't run straight. Right, you go right. back and forth. So in my mind, I'm thinking, make the putt, start zigzagging. Make the putt, start zigzagging. I'm taking pictures. I'm sending to my my buddies and, and the hissing gator was close to us, but luckily I'm here today, so it didn't get me. Uh, I've, I, I too have had some gator encounters. My goal, one of my goals in life, and there's a few, but one of them that's golf related, which my wife thinks I'm nuts and most people do as well. Mm -hmm. Um, if you remember the Arnold Palmer, like four or five years ago, uh, I think it was Smiley Kaufman smacked the tater, the gator's tail, yes. and it, right? And it jumps into the, into the lake. Um, but most of the time when gators are stunning themselves up on the shore, they're facing you and the tail is towards the water. So obviously yeah. you can't smack it. But in this case, um, you know, the gator was facing that way, smacked it, and it got scared and it jumps off. So one of my goals in life is to smack a gator's tail back into a pond. Um, but we were playing at uh, Oyster Bay Golf Course, which is uh, about 45 minutes to an hour south of Wilmington, maybe 40 minutes south of Holden where you were. Uh -huh. And there's a public platform out there that the township put up that you can view the gators in this pond. It's called Twin Pond. There's there's one there and there's one on the other side, you know, right across the streets, the intercoastal, and then obviously the Atlantic Ocean. And so there's a, a gator in there that they nicknamed Godzilla. He's literally 14 feet long. He's, you know, astronomical. He's up on shore maybe eh, once every two, three weeks. 
And you can always tell when he is because cars are pulled off on the side of the road. Like there'll be 30, 40 cars there and people all over the place. Oh, wow. So my son and I are playing one night. This is par three. And the island green actually is within that twin pond. You take a bridge over and all that. And so I he he stuck it to like 15 feet. And, you know, I had a little bit of a longer shot. So I'm off. I pulled it a little bit. I'm off in the rough. And he goes, Dad, there's a gator over there. I'm like, well, yeah, he's far enough away. You know, he's like 30 feet away. So I'm going to chip this real quick. And then I'm going to run. I said, so you just tell me if you see him moving in my backswing at all. So he's got eyes on the gator. You know, I'm sitting here trying to get this delicate chip up and down or so. I bladed the hell out of this thing just to get out of there as quick as I could. We <laughs> leave the, I make bogey, right? We leave the hole. And here comes this local family. And, you know, you can imagine, like, picture your backwater North Carolina family. Kind of everyone's got that idea in their mind, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, no shoes. He's carrying two kids. There's a wife who's like chain smoking and they're just walking straight towards this thing. We're in the cart and my, my son's like, what are they doing, dad? I said, I, I, I don't know, like sacrificing the kids to the gator gods. I have no clue. And I said, yo, I said, there's a gator on the other side of that mound. I said, he's enormous. And like, oh yeah, it's Godzilla. We seen him. We coming out to see him tonight. I'm like, you have no shoes on. The kids are half dressed. The wife is like, it looked Imagine something out of like a murder mystery, you know, and you don't know where the body was. And then it ends up these body parts are floating around the pond because the gator took them out. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen in a golf course. They got within 10 feet of this thing. And like, it's a dinosaur. This thing is a, is a damn dinosaur. And these people were completely fearless of it. It was, it was nuts. That, yeah, I'm not getting close to a gator like that. If that thing gets you in its jaws, you're absolutely done for. But I love that imagery you put in my head. I'm just imagining, you know, old Bubba going out there. He's got a, he's got the, um, the overalls on one, one of them is like undone. They're chain smoking. I, you know, you know, I, I, I'd spoken to you originally before and I'm from New Jersey. Um, so for all your listeners, you guys can tell that I talk very fast. And even though I lived in South Carolina for almost 14 years now, I, I do have that Jerseyness to me. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, sometimes going from New Jersey, which can be, you know, Ying and South Carolina can be Yang. They can be very different from each other in the, the Carolinas. So I moved from one side, essentially, of the country to another with uh, with cultural differences. So that you know, everybody in the Northeast or people not from the South have that idea of you know the person coming out chain smoking, holding the kids, the wife's chain smoking. They're you know they're not afraid of the gator. Um, and I you know now that I've been in South Carolina for a while and I, I've seen the, that exact imagery play out so many so many times. So that's that's great i love that <laughs> yeah and and me wearing like a polo and shorts like i i felt like i was wearing a three-piece suit you know next to these people and, and here yeah. i am i'm like hey you you might want to be careful and like nah we're good don't worry about it man we fine they're I said, just, okay just <laughs> old country folk they're they're not afraid of that gator that you know those kids were probably raised you know walking up to that gator and they know it by name and to them that's just another day uh another day in paradise so god bless them <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we have so many by us down south there that I tell the I tell my boys all the time. I'm like, look, if there's a pond, any type of body of water, if the ball is near it, you know, and you can't see the bottom of the pond there, I said, you're not. It's not worth it. Like the golf ball is not worth it. And in the beginning, you know, they really didn't believe me. You know, when they were a little bit younger, and then we were playing at, um, you know, where Oak Island is down there. 
Yes, I do. Okay, so Oak Island, uh, right near Southport, has a par three course. And the whole family's playing, my wife, both my boys, and myself. And we get up to the second to last hole. And uh, all day long, they were like, man, I can't believe we haven't seen a gator down here. Like, what a letdown. You know, this course is supposed to be littered with them. And we see a yeah, pretty decent-sized boy, six-footer or so. And they've got these enormous pine cones. And I'm looking at this thing, and, and, and I was up on the green. Everyone else is chipping and you know playing ping-pong back and forth over the green. I'm just staring at it. I'm going, man, this thing doesn't look like it's alive at all. And I understand that they lie in wait and stuff. But I didn't see it blink. The water didn't move at all. So I take this big pine cone, and I've, I've got my wedge in my hand, and I just chip it over to the gator's mouth. I, I Man, if, if you – for the listeners out there that are from the northeast or maybe even from you know the, the west or the southwest – that have not seen a gator react. I'm talking like comical speed, just from a dead sleep to just ferocious meat-eating dinosaur in a hundredth of a second. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. They, they they move so fast for something that you'd think is like a dinosaur. It's it, it's scary because they can be so still, and you they almost can look like they're like being painted in a picture still, and then they can go from zero to one hundred, and that's the scary part. Where it's like I'm getting nowhere near that. That golf ball's fine. I'm actually whatever's near that. My wallet's fine. I don't care what's <laughs> up. Just take it, run with it. I'll cancel the debit cards. Uh, yeah, just get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> that's so true. Um, now you, now, so how did you? You said your dad and and you are are, are basically you guys comprise gas house golf do you have anybody else any other friends that have input anybody that that kind of works um with you and and what's funny is you mentioned in the beginning you know how you still have your you know your full-time job which I, which is funny because everybody that i've run into you know i i don't know do i i want to call us maybe the the kind of new age golfers you know that are doing the whole social media thing and growing the game in our own way. It seems like everyone does it as, you know, a part-time slash full-time hobby because we love the game so much. So is there anyone else that's kind of helping you along the way? Uh, you know, give shout outs to anyone else that's, that's grown gas house golf, including you and your dad. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it, it's been me and my dad. Um, my buddy that I alluded to earlier, my fraternity brother, he, he was a Kai Sai with me at the University of South Carolina. My buddy Brandon Etheridge, he owns uh, Deckhead NC. So he was the first person, he, he had a patent for it, still has a patent for it, uh, reversible bow ties. And he did uh, an awesome, awesome job with his company. And, you know, me and him were. We're close in college, you know. Uh, I helped recruit him to the fraternity, and I was the one that, that pitched him the idea. I remember I was driving to work, I was sitting on the highway one morning morning it was like 7 30 in the morning and i go hey brandon can i call you i got this idea for you uh and he's been someone that's kind of come in and, and consult me and before i went to my first trade show i went to the pga super show of the carolinas last week or two weeks ago excuse me um down in the greensboro area you know the night before he's giving me pep talks and you know sometimes i'll i'll ask him questions whether it be clothing or manufacturing manufacturing or, or just his, his two cents. And, and he's been absolutely great for that. And, uh, I've got some really luckily great friends that have helped me. Um, I'm an only child and my, my best friend in, in the world, my buddy, uh, my buddy Logan, um, he lives up in Charlotte and he's got a great business mind. And, and, and he's someone that anytime I go up there, you know, we're drinking beers, we're catching up, we're talking life. He, he always wants to know about gas house 
house and I'll, I'll pitch him ideas. I'll say, you know, Logan, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And he's the person that asks questions that you don't think about and you go, dang, that's a good question. Why did I not think about that myself? Or, or he'll come at it from a different business angle. So I've been able to rely on, on friends, uh, um, you know, people that I would almost consider my, they, I consider them my brothers, you know, they're, they're that close with me. Um, so I've been able to rely on them and, uh, and rely on my mother as well too. Um, you know, my dad and I, you know, are the finances behind the company and, uh, my mom is, you know, she didn't get a degree in college, but God bless, she should run the world's biggest marketing firm. I mean, she just comes up with ideas and spitball stuff and, and, it's it's crazy the things the things that she can think of on the fly and I try to her name is Sandy so I try to channel my inner Sandy as much as I can um, with a lot of this gas house stuff but she's another person that I that I reach out to and I go you know Ma what do you think about this what do you think about that and uh, and she's been extremely um, extremely helpful and, and I really wouldn't be here where I am now with the support of both my parents who are absolutely phenomenal um, you know my buddy Brandon who I mentioned Logan and, and my other buddies who have been there along the ride for me you know hey guys check out these sample shirts. What do you think about them? I remember when I was first getting in samples of shirts, you know, do you guys like these shirts? Oh, Rich, they're great, but they, you know, they don't moisture to the moisture wicking on them. Isn't too good. Or, Oh, they're a little bit too long or they're a little bit too short. So all, all of my buddies have been very incremental and, uh, uh, and have helped me so, so much with, with this whole process. Um, and I, I, one thing that I didn't ever realize was so many people have reached out to me asking for help, but not wanting anything on the return, not being like, well, Hey, let me leverage myself with Richard because I know that I can get something from him down the line. Um, just offering, Hey, can I do a photo shoot for you? Or, or, Hey, you know, can I take a look at something for you? Whatever it may be. And that's been really, really nice to see the good side of people and their willingness to just reach out and help. Um, because I've always been someone that I love reaching out. I love helping friends. I love, you know, giving people, you know, two cents an idea whenever, whenever they need something. So that's been, that's been great, you know, on the receiving side of that as well. Yeah, it's it's the Insta like Instagram, the social media community within golf over the last five eight years is just it's it's like I know it sounds corny, but it's insane. I mean, the same thing. Like, there's so many people that have been like, "Hey, man, like I love listening. Can I get a sticker? I want to put it on, you know, a water bottle. I want to put it on a laptop." And uh, hey, do you ever think about having this person on? I can get in touch with them for you because I know them or I know this pro's brother and uh, you know, I'm sure he'd love to talk to you and stuff. And again, it's not about any personal game from them. Like they like what I'm doing. People like what you're doing and they want to see that grow and they just want to kind of be part of it, which is, which is awesome because I think that at its core is what the game of golf is about. Like regardless of what you shoot or anything, you know, like have fun, be honest, play fair, enjoy yourself you know, and just be good people. I think that's like the ethos of golf and it, it really kind of shows itself amongst, you know, I don't want to say the new people get into golf. I mean, hell, I've been golfing for 20 plus years, but you know, the, the new generation of golfers and maybe, um, maybe growers of the game, if you will. I, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, the, with what golf builds with people and, you know, kind of the, the character that you have, it, it's really shown through with, uh, with, with how helpful people have been and, and, and a lot of the, the points that, that you made a moment ago. So it's, it's been great to see that the best side of people, the best side of golf, um, just the best side of everyone all, all together. And, and I love the game that we play and, and I, and I, I joke around, I love the game enough to where I want to start my own company and potentially, you know, just have gas house golf be the main breadwinner for me. And, and, you know, obviously I'd love for that to be sooner rather than later. Um, but, uh, but I just love the game enough to where 
I want it to be the rest of my life where, I, where I'm doing this and I can grow gas house and scale it and, and take it to new platforms and, and new heights. And it's, it's, it's very exciting in that sense. Um, and you know, there's so many things throughout life that I've loved, you know, I, I grew up, I love football, I'm, you know, big baseball fan too, and, and all these other things, but nothing, nothing does for me what golf does for me when we're out on the course. And I know that everyone and the listeners and people that are just getting into the game, you will soon learn this, you know, most of us, we're not going to be PGA professionals. You hit a bad shot, who cares? And I, I've gotten to the point where I, I'm half Sicilian and half Puerto Rican. And, you know, I'm a very emotional person. And people that know me, they know I wear my emotions on my sleeve. When Richie's having a good day, he's having a good day. And when Richie's having a bad day, you know he's having a bad day. But when you're <laughs> at golf, it's not worth getting, you know, the yelling, the cursing, the screaming. And I remember when I first got into golf, I would yell and, you know, maybe throw a club and you're upset. And then I thought to myself, I said, I'm just having so much fun out here on this course, drinking a cold beer with my buddies. I've got classic 70s and 80s rock and roll music on. I'm not making the PJ tour and I'm not making the corn fairy. I'm not making any mini tour for the, for the, for that fact. So why not just enjoy it? And that's, I think what helped attest and helped get me to where I am with the game of golf to the point where I decided, Hey, I want to work in the game of golf. Um, so yeah, cause I originally, actually initially I was looking at jobs for golf. I, I, I saw some jobs for like the golf channel down in Orlando for like financial analyst positions. And I was like, well, that's just the same set of problems, just a different roof over my head. So why don't I just start my own golf company? And that's, that's what got the, the wheels turning. And here we are. I started Gas House the end of June and we went live in January. So what was June? What, uh, eight, nine months ago, whatever it may be. So it's, it's been a quick turnaround. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other game out there or, or any other hobby even that draws people in so deep. Uh, you know, it's uh, I joke all the time. It's like, uh, you know, not to joke about heroin addiction, but literally it's like when you get out there, you're chasing the dragon every single day. You know, you're, you're like, hey, man, yesterday I made two birdies. You know, uh, today I can make three. Maybe I can make an eagle. Uh, my lowest score is 72. Like every time you step on a on a on a tee box, you know, I've got a chance to beat that or my lowest score is 65. And maybe I can shoot, you know, one under that today or whatever. Um, it's, it's nuts. It really is. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, healthy addiction. And and like you said, you know, this is a game that you want to make your entire life. I mean, that, that shows something, the allure and the pull of this game is just astronomical. Yeah, it, it is. Um, nothing, nothing else to me is like the game of golf and everybody has their thing, you know, maybe, maybe to what other, to what golf is to us is what tennis is or what, you know, basketball is to other people, other sports. But this game is, is done something to me because, I played golf in high school with um, actually my buddy Logan, his his older brother Keenan, who's uh, who's actually still active duty in the Air Force. So I uh, hope you're doing well, Keenan. Me and him used to golf all the time, and then when I went to college, and Keenan was a couple years older than me, when he graduated high school, I kind of put the game down. Senior year, I didn't really touch it, and then all throughout college, I didn't play golf at all. Like my club sat in my parents' basement for not four years because it took me five years to graduate. I had a little bit too much fun. Uh, they sat in my garage <laughs> in the basement for five years. And then I did consulting work after college and I traveled for about another year and a half. So I really didn't fully get back into the game. I would say maybe three years ago. Um, so I took a very long hiatus from, from golf and, and what I've, the, the feels that it's given me in three years is, is it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, so I've I've recently been in fully ingrained in the game for about three whole years now after being gone for God seven seven probably six seven years whatever it may be. 
if you could uh, if you could look to the future, let's ne- let's not even extrapolate that far out, but let's say two, three years from now, um, where would you like to see Gas House Golf get to? That's an awesome question. I would love to get I would love Gas House Golf to be self-sustaining for me professionally where I can just give all of my attention to gas house because, you know, from eight to five every day, I've got to give my job all of everything I can. And, and I don't, you know, go into work and slack off and say, Oh, well, can't wait to get home just to do gas house. Let me only give this, you know, 50%. I'm a hundred percent or nothing type of person. I don't, I don't really half-ass anything I do. So, you know, I have to keep up that that, that, that momentum, that energy from, you know, when I get home around five 30 at night, after I go to the gym and cook dinner and do laundry and it's time to fulfill gas house orders. Cause I, every gas house order that leave that gets ordered leaves my house. I, I touch every single solitary order and, and I have my dad help me as well. And it's great. Cause he's retired and he loves coming over and fulfilling gas house orders. The first weekend I went out of town and he was, he was left alone to fulfill gas house. He was like, Hey, I'm really happy you're back in town. Of course, you know, you're my son. I love seeing you. He goes, but I really love coming over to the house and fulfilling these orders. He goes, I felt like, he goes, I felt young again. I absolutely love this. Um, so <laughs> I want gas house to be, you know, the main breadwinner here in the next couple of years. And I just really want to see the footprint grow. Um, you know, I just uh, got our first golfer, you know, young guy out of college named, uh, named Zane, you know, wearing gas house golf and, and the mini tours that he does. Um, so shout out to him. He great, great young guy. I'm excited to see what he does, but I, I really want to see gas house grow and, you know, sign some more golfers and get more people and have the men's and the women's line really fully functioning and, uh, and, you know, have different hats out there in different clothing and the, the thing that i'm excited about the most and where i want to see it is and a, a buddy of mine brought this up a while back he goes rich it's gonna be so awesome when you're just, just you know walking down main street and you see somebody that you don't know and you've never met and have no connection with in a gas house golf polo and i go that's like crazy because that's like my baby essentially i'm not married i don't have any children like gas house golf is my baby so um so to see that 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 baby, that child of mine grow and, and really expand coast to coast. And I would love to get some international traction as well. Um, it, it's, it's just exciting seeing the company grow, what it's, what it's done being live um, in the past month and a half, two months, and, and where I think it can go in the next couple of years. I, I want Gas House to be a, a household name. When you think of fun, crazy golf clothing, you're going out there and you're kind of in that, you know, we'll call it the barstool sportsy mentality. Um, you know, Gas house golf is synonymous with that rowdiness, with that lifestyle of not apologizing and, you know, boysing it up. And, and for our girl, female golfers out there, you know, you know, hitting it up with the girls and having a good time when you're with your friends, you know, you're having a crazy rowdy time and you're doing something that's, that's memorable. If it's on the golf course or hell, if it's at the bar, I want gas house to be a part of it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's what everybody wants, right. To be on a great course with great people you know, looking good, feeling good, like you said, driving the ball a mile and just uh, hanging out and having a great time. Yeah, that that's what we're all about. So it's been a, you know, more than anything, I've learned so much in the past year from Gas House Golf. It's almost like I went to college all over again. And the learning experience for me has been the most fun because nobody knows everything. You can read a million books and everybody can try to be an expert on, on whatever whatever they want to do, but you can, you can always learn something new every single solitary day. And I have learned something new every day, almost probably more than I even learned in college with starting my own business. Um, and I've had to take a lot of leaps of faith and, and sometimes pull the 
trigger on things that I didn't know what was right or what was wrong. And, and for the most part, I think they've been right answers. I haven't really done anything too terribly uh, wrong or incorrect so far. But, you know, I have my days where it's, uh, oh, man, I could have done that better. Or, you know what? It was. It was a bad day at work. Oh man, I got to go home and take care of gas house stuff and, and do whatever it may be. But that experience and it, it's helped me grow, you know, just like golf's helped all of us grow, you know, mentally and, 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 and personally, the business has helped me grow personally too. And that's been the fun side of things. And it, it excites me so, 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 so much. So, uh, that's, that's the quick skinny on it. If you, um, if you had to pick one PGA tour golfer who you kind of think, um, you know, could really champion your brand and, and, and live that lifestyle. Some guy that you would like to see, or even some LPGA tour pro that you would like to see wearing your stuff sponsored. Who would that be? Do you have one in mind? Uh, I have one in mind and it's going to be so cliche. Um, I love Brooks Kepka. I <laughs> absolutely love Brooks. To me, he is actually kind of like the gorilla. He's, I mean, he's looking at me. I mean, you saw him in the body issue of ESPN. I mean, he is cut and he hits the gym and like he embodies so much of what gas house is because, you know, everybody was jokes around, oh, Brooks only plays the majors. He doesn't really care about the other tournaments. I don't care if he goes out there and plays one golf tournament a year. I love his, his personal brand. And he almost has a little bit of that unapologetic. I don't, I don't really give an F type of personality to a degree because he oh, goes out there. He's got a lot of that in him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not really a big social media per, well, not social media, but he doesn't do a lot of the interviews. He doesn't do a lot of the extracurriculars. We'll call them, you know, he's got, I mean, he, I was listening to a, um, a, was the podcast or whatever he was on the other week where he was like, you know, I like the guys on tour, but I don't like go and hang out with them afterwards. He goes, I got my own friends. I got my own life that I live. And, and I love that he's like that and and when he goes out there he's hitting that ball 320 plus he's he looks like you know leonidas from 300 <laughs> and you're like oh my god if i could get this guy in a gas house golf polo with his biceps and triceps you know flexing super crazy i mean that's gas house golf to me in a nutshell um and even like a non-golfer like if i could get the rock in the gas house golf polo just flexing at the gym like oh my god i absolutely love that that would be that would be a dream for me I like that. That that might be a you know that's that's a match play that I would watch. Kepka and The Rock versus, you uh, like uh, Patrick Reed and I don't know someone else that's hated by everyone. I can't think of the top of my head. But, that you know, a good one. Somebody like that. All right, hey Rich. Before we get you out of here, uh, let people know where they can purchase, where they can find you, uh, how to get in touch with you. Because well, I tell you, one of the things that I keep going back to in my head that you said all the time is every single item that's shipped out by Gas House Golf is personally touched by you. Like you're the one doing it. It's not coming from a factory. It's coming from your house, and it's 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 literally you. It's Rich sending out these products to people. So let people know where they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So, um, feel free to get in touch. Everyone. My email is super, super simple. It's rich at gashousegolf.com. Uh, you know, I'm located here in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're in the, if you're in the South Carolina area, if you ever want to reach out and play a round of golf, I'm, I'm the easiest person to talk to, get along with, you know, uh, uh, just, just hang out with or, or grab a beer. So I, I love meeting new people in the, in the, golf game and um if you have any questions rich at gashousegolf.com and then of course the website 
is gashousegolf.com and all of our social media links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, everything's the same. It's all just at gas house golf. So I post every day on social media and, uh, you know, I keep up with the website. Um, and, uh, if you reach out to the email that will literally buzz my iPhone that's sitting next to me right now. So it doesn't go to like a third party server with a virtual assistant who, yo, yeah, we'll get in touch with you later. Everything comes through me. Um, and I love the communication and I love people reaching out even if it's just, Hey, rich, love what you're doing. You know, uh, love to grab a shirt down the line. I, I respond to everybody that re- reaches out to me and, and that, that, that friendliness and everybody's willingness to just, you know, help me. And that support helps me wake up every morning and helps me do what I do and put a smile on my face. So if it's just a hello, I love your shirts. That to me speaks, you know, leaps and bounds. All right, people. I mean, it's as simple as that. So if you want to go out, have a good time, uh, hit the ball a mile and look good doing it. Hit up Gas House Golf, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on their website. Get yourself a shirt. The uh, I think the best, honestly, I was looking through it. I think the best deal is the putter cover and the driver head cover on the site. It's it's fantastic. I'm not going to give away how much it is. You go online and look at it. I think you'll be shocked at the quality of it um, and the price point. So there's, there's something there for everybody. Um, and, Rich, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. I, I This is my first podcast I've ever been on. This has been so much fun just talking and, and talking golf, talking gas house, talking life. And, uh, love to be back on again. And I, I can't wait for you to get back down to the Carolinas. We have, we've got a good round of golf ahead of us, a, a good, a good day. And, and we're all going to be in gas house. So for sure, for sure. And, and definitely the first time, but definitely not the last time I can tell you that. I love it. Thank you so much, Dan. I, I can't thank you enough. Without a doubt. All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying.